Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi everyone, I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Deb Flaschenberg, and I am your host of Yoga Birth Babies. I wanted to offer a trigger warning about today's episode. We're going to be talking about the topic stillbirth. And we're going to be talking about a program called Count the Kicks. It's an evidence-based stillbirth prevention campaign that provides educational resources to healthcare providers and expectant parents. I have Sean Sumilis. She is in Arizona with her teen son, and she has been the Arizona ambassador for Count the Kicks since 2013. Sean does this work in honor of her son, Zach, who was stillborn at full term in 2010. So what I'm really appreciative about this conversation with Sean is not only does she share her story and she opens up about her experience as well as support for those that experience stillbirth, but we talk about the research about how counting the kicks can be a preventative measure for expectant parents. She and I both love research, so we dive into some of the research from the British Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology. There's a ton of research on the Count the Kicks website. Um, We also talk about some of the racial disparities that happens with stillbirth. So she gives some really great information. But one thing that is so amazing to me is that the U.S. has one of the most expensive births or costs per birth. And yet our outcomes are not so great. And it's very expensive to get ultrasounds and the care that we get here. But something like counting the kicks and knowing what to look for and what time of day to look for that's right for your baby and just your baby's pattern can save your baby's life. Knowing how to just listen internally can be a massive preventative measure. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this conversation. I can imagine as an expectant parent, it can feel overwhelming to hear this, but it can also be empowering to know that by turning inward and feeling that connection to baby and listening to baby's movement and feeling and listening inward can be a way to assure your baby a healthier experience. So I'm really excited for you to hear that. Now, before we get to my conversation with Sean, I just want to give you a bit of an update of what's happening at PYC. We are just going strong, and I'm just so excited. We just celebrated our 21st birthday, which is mind-boggling to me to think that we started so long ago and we are still going strong and still serving thousands and thousands of parents. It's just really wonderful and I feel so blessed and honored to have had that role in so many lives. So for those that don't live near New York City, you can take class with us every single day online. You can participate in our workshops. Many of them are on demand. Some of them are online. You can, those in the area, can join us in the 
studio. We also offer our teacher training online and in person. So our community is here to support you on your journey. So thanks for coming along that journey with us. Okay, we're going to take a super quick break. When we come back, please enjoy my conversation with Sean from Count the Kicks. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm good, Deb. How are you? I'm doing great. And I just want to thank you for, for being my guest and talking about you know, some pretty um, deep stuff when we talk about the Count the Kick program and, and uh, organizations. So I guess we should jump in with, I'd love to learn a little bit about you. And also, how did you get involved in Count the Kicks? Well, um, I am a mom to two sons. My son, Ian, is 15, and my son, Zach, would have been 13 this past Monday on July 3rd. Um, Zach was stillborn at full term two days after I noticed he wasn't moving as much, and I was told by my OB that he was just settling down for birth. Uh, I now know that babies don't settle down, uh, you know, as birth nears. That is a myth. Um In my rage and grief, I started researching how this could happen and came across Count the Kicks. Um, I reached out, and one of the founders, uh, Kate Safras, called me right away. Um, At the time, Kate was really a lifeline that helped pull me out of the darkness, Um, and I became the Arizona ambassador for Count the Kicks um, in 2013, so I've been doing this work for 10 years uh, here in Arizona. It's really important work. And as we were saying before I pressed record that I just appreciate your openness and and bravery to share because I feel like a lot of people, especially with this program and your story, are going to have more awareness and that could save a lot of babies' lives. Thank you. That's that's what we want. Um, You know, we are really wanting to change the narrative and elevate the conversation around stillbirth because it's very much been in the shadows for a long time. Yeah. Um, And it's still happening. It's still happening to way too many families. Yeah. And I will be fully transparent that I have been wanting to do a podcast about stillbirth for, I think my podcast is seven or eight years. And I've honestly been nervous and not sure how to approach this conversation. But when I stumbled upon Count the Kicks, it felt like it was an organization that was really trying to promote awareness and that could prevent stillbirth. Because before then, I didn't really realize there were ways to be aware and to prevent these unfortunate situations. So again, thank you so much. So I guess we should get into what is Count the Kicks? So Count the Kicks is an evidence-based stillbirth prevention program that was founded by five Iowa moms who all lost daughters to stillbirth and infant death in the early 2000s. They basically started out in coffee shops supporting each other and came to the conclusion that they wanted to create a program that would reduce stillbirth. At the time, they had the goal of saving just one baby, and now there are over 100 baby-safe stories from parents all over the country. And these are families that have come to us to tell us um, that Count the Kicks saved their baby. 
That is amazing. Can you talk about some of the stories? Did you, do they, I'm guessing they share them and is there anything you want to say about that? They do. And if, if you go to our website, www.countthekicks.org, there's a whole page dedicated to baby saves, which is understandably the best part of what we do. Um, there was a recent, uh, story, a baby save and oh goodness, I can't remember his name, but, um, cause we have a lot coming in anymore. <laughs> um, that, his mom was using the Count the Kicks app, um, and at 34 weeks, she noticed a change um, and went in right away to be seen, and he was in distress, and he was able to be saved. And that's that's basically the crux of most of the baby safe stories where, you know, mom was keeping track, mom noticed a change, and she went in to be seen right away, and they were able to intervene and, and save her baby. Oh, that is so thrilling and so important. So when I was preparing for our conversation, I started to take a very, very deep dive into the Count the Kicks website, which has so much to it and a lot of research. Can you share some of the research you found behind Count the Kicks? Yes. So um, Count the Kicks was actually modeled after a study in Norway where fetal movement monitoring was implemented as as a standard of practice, leading to an overall 30% reduction of stillbirth in just a few short years. Mm. Um, Since the launch of Count the Kicks in Iowa, there has been an overall reduction of stillbirth by 32% and 39% in Black mothers. That's huge. That's really huge. So Tell me a little bit about the app and then how it's used and just in general, the method of counting the kicks. So the app uh, is a free, it's a free app for Apple and Android phones. Uh, you can also have it on your smartwatch. Um, the app is in 16, over 16 languages. Um, moms can set a text or an email reminder um, letting them know it's time to count. Um, and they can also save each session. So they have a trending pattern um, showing what their baby is doing. So you really get an idea of what your baby's pattern is. Um, The app also has a strength feature. So for, you know, the movements that day, you can rate, you know, if from one to five, um, how strong your baby's movements were, because that's also important. Um, You know, if a mom is getting 10 movements in 30 minutes and that's, and you know, generally her baby's, uh, kicks are strong a four or five. Um, and then one day, you know, that changes and it's taking well over an hour to get the normal 10 movements and the strength is now a two or three, then that's indicative of, you know, a change and something's happening and a, a mom should definitely go in and be seen. That is really interesting. I remember with my second, I kind of worked myself into a tizzy that I had, she was was probably like 37, 38 weeks and I hadn't felt her quite as much as I normally had. So my mood mood was like, okay, drink some juice, lay down. I had seriously worked myself up. I was like pushing my belly around. I'm like, I'm going to wake her up like really, really much. And then eventually everything came back to normal. But I started within, it was probably only maybe like 20 minutes, but I put myself into this like massive hysteria. I don't think I'm probably out of the norm. When should people start counting their kicks? And is there a realm of normal or is it more about the pattern per person per baby? 
So, so when a mom should start ca- counting, um, yeah. so the guidance is 28 weeks in a low, in a low risk pregnancy and 26 weeks in a high risk pregnancy. And so at that point, a mom really wants to find the time of day that her baby is most active. Um, and so if that's, you know, I know with, with my children, even with Zach, like he was most active, um, in the middle of the night, sometimes towards the end. And he would kick me, um, until I would get up and eat something because mm. I was hungry and he wanted me to eat something. And so, um, but it's really picking that time that your baby is most active. And that's where you can set the reminder, um, that, you know, it's six o'clock or eight o'clock and it's time to kick. And so it's, again, it's just going back to determining what is normal for your baby, what time of day, you know, they're most active, what's their normal movement pattern? Is it, you know, getting that 10 movements in 30 minutes or 60 minutes, um, as long as it's consistent, being consistent. It's basically like a daily wellness check for your baby. So, okay. So it's not like each baby we're looking for like six to 10 pounds. It doesn't matter as long as it's consistent, like baby. As long, yeah. Okay. Well, you, so really the old guidance used to be 10 movements in two hours. That is not guidance anymore. So with the app, you will count until you get 10, move, 10, 10 movements and movements, um, are, you know, kicks, jabs, rolls, not hiccups because they're involuntary. Mm-hmm. So with the app, there's a little foot on the app. And each time you get a movement, you tap the foot until you get to 10. So whether that 10 movements takes consistently 30 minutes for your baby or 45 minutes or 60 minutes, you know that that generally that's how long it takes for your baby. So that's why if, you know, again, you're getting your 10 movements in 30 minutes most days, and then one day, you know, it's taking double that time. It's taking an hour and a half or an hour to get those movements. Mm -hmm. um, And they're not as strong. Then you know something has changed in your baby's environment and you need to be seen. What what have they found? And this may be beyond your knowledge, but when someone goes in and they're saying, okay, I'm not feeling the movements in their monitoring baby, what typically might have happened internally? I don't again, this might be beyond your knowledge. I'm just kind of curious. So that's a good question. I actually, uh, outside of Count the Kicks, I also do work in the maternal health space. Um, I do a lot of research. Um, I'm in grad school. I'm on the um, ASU Maternal Child Health Translational Team. So I am always knee-deep in research about birth outcomes, especially stillbirth. And so unfortunately in the U.S., (laughs) um, stillbirth uh, is under-researched and underfunded. Um, Some parents never get answers. Uh, There is currently two pieces of federal legislation that we are trying to get passed that will hopefully change the trajectory of stillbirth in the U.S., uh, this would allow for more research, more you know, uh, a more collective uh, d- data collection system, because um, we don't have that. Other countries like Australia and the UK have a national uh, data collection system and research that has allowed them to reduce their stillbirth rate. Um, outside variables linked to stillbirth are drinking and drug abuse, but this is very outdated information. Um, 100% of the stillbirth moms I know, including myself, did everything right and had a normal pregnancy. There is, a, there is evidence that laying on your back or right side could increase the risk of stillbirth. 
There is also emerging evidence about abnormal placenta, placenta size leading to an increased risk for stillbirth. In my situation, I learned after the fact that I had undiagnosed genetic blood clotting and immune mm-hmm. system issues. Um, I looked like the picture of health, but underlying genetics unfortunately kicked in. Um, I believe that there should be a standard of practice that checks people early on in their reproductive years for these genetic conditions that can lead to health issues and adverse pregnancy outcomes. So when it comes to underlying conditions that could lead to stillbirth, there's blood clotting, there's uh, chronic conditions like autoimmune that may be undiagnosed, lupus, um, you know, there's uh, hypertension issues that maybe were underlying that a mom didn't know about. So all these things that there could be some preventative there too, I believe. Like in my situation, if I would have known about the clotting disorders, I could have mm-hmm. uh, taken medication uh, that would have prevented what happened. Yeah, it's interesting you talked about the sleeping on the back. I I was I think it was from, it might've been from Count the Count the Kicks website, but I did see from what I saw, and maybe I misread it, I thought it said the left and right sides were fine, but the increase came with sleeping on the back. So yeah, there is, um, there is research that left is best. And, um, I would be happy to like look into that and share that with you at a later time because yeah, yeah, there's so many pieces to it. And again, it's like, there's been no formal, a lot of research. I guess part of me is nervous that I don't want someone (laughs) to listen to this, like, Oh my God, I woke up on my back. So yeah, from the research I saw, and and I'd love to share it with you because I saw it on, on this website saying, um, right side had equal, uh, outcome to the left, but it was the back that was concerned. But those listening, if you woke up on your back, don't freak out right I know, now. I know. Because <laughs> it's natural when you're sleeping. Um, yes. I will make sure in the show notes that I link the the article that I saw. So I don't want Very people good. to totally wake out about this. But speaking of research, and you mentioned the UK, I yeah. know there was some important research published in the British Journal of Obstetrics yes. and Gynecology as a reliable method to prevent stillbirth. Can you talk a little bit about those findings from that research? Yes, we were very excited that that was published back in April. Um, the BJOG study showed that over the course of 10 years with the inflammation of count the kicks, uh, the Iowa stillbirth rate went down 1% every three months for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa was studied along with three other Midwestern states that did not have count the kicks. That included Illinois, Minnesota, and Missouri. And the stillbirth rate in those states remained stagnant or got worse during the same time frame. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting, I'll, I'll also, for those interested in seeing some of this research, I will make sure, because that was also on Count the Kicks, so I'll make sure again we we have all that for those that love to dig in and read all mm-hmm. that. Um, but I, again, looking at, again, I took a lot of time scouring the site. I also found on the Count the Kick website, it's stated that it's not standardized approach to teach parents count the kicks. Yes. So I had my babies not that long ago. My daughter's nine, my son is 11. I don't remember my care providers saying, you know, do a kick count. So why do you think it's not standardized approached? And then I guess how is count the kicks changing that? So, you know, Count the Kicks is not currently a national standard of practice. Uh, We are working to change that. An example of the standard of practice is the 26-week glucose screening. Mm -hmm. Um, This is also where we advise providers to have the kick counting conversation with expectant parents. 
A big step in making Count the Kicks uh, a standard of practice is getting ACOG, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, on board. That is the governing organization that implements standards, and they are historically a slow-moving wheel, even when there is ample supporting evidence. On the positive side, uh, we do have support from organizations like A1, which is the Association of Women's Health Obstetric and Neonatal Nurses, and AMCHIPT, I'm sorry, AMCHIP, which is the Association of Maternal and Child Health Programs, um, who designated Count the Kicks a best practice in 2021. Count the Kicks also currently has 25 state partners, either through a state health department, perinatal collaborative, or managed care organization. These partnerships make Count the Kicks materials free in that state, in addition to trainings and continuing education for birth workers. The CDC also names decreased fetal movement as a warning sign in their Hear Her campaign to address maternal mortality. This is important because evidence shows that a mom who has a stillbirth faces up to a five times greater risk of maternal death or morbidity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the time that I've been with Count the Kicks in 10 years, we have made great strides. Um, you know, unfortunately in our country, things do move a little slowly mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to really making um, a big change when it comes to standard of practice. So we are constantly, constantly working on that piece. Yeah. I think I read a statistic that it takes, I think 16 or 17 years for research or evidence-based research to make its way into more standardized practice. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of... <sighs> That's a lot of distress for parents should they lose a baby from not having this standardized practice. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've talked about some of the factors and variables that play a role in stillbirth. Let's also talk about racial disparity in stillbirth. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we are back. So we already know that um, black and brown moms have a much higher chance of infant and maternal mortality. Where are you seeing this in stillbirth? What are some of the racial disparities that you're seeing here? So, you know, sadly, racial disparities around stillbirth continue to persist at a, persist at alarming rates. Uh, the numbers are um, for Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander moms, one in 94 pregnancies will end in stillbirth. For Black mothers, one in 97 pregnancies will end in stillbirth. For Indigenous pregnancies, that's one in 128. For Hispanic pregnancies, that's one in 205. 
And then for white pregnancies, it's one in 211. So uh, as we can see, you know, black and brown moms generally have a two to three times greater risk of stillbirth. Um, you know, as an organization, we are working to address health equity both internally and externally. Uh, we do have a health equity team on staff. There's bi-monthly trainings for our staff and board. Um, externally, our, we are working alongside non-clinical supporters to build relationships with trusted sources and marginalized communities to ensure Catholic kicks education is available. Um, and this includes faith leaders, salons, libraries, community centers, and doulas, birth workers. So we are definitely, you know, uh, pounding the pavement and really trying to get the word out because, um, especially after COVID, these numbers got worse. Mm -hmm. They weren't that they were they were not good before the pandemic, but they got worse. Yeah, I can imagine. So when you're asking parents to count the kick, are people? What if someone doesn't have? great proprioception and body awareness. Are they finding it harder to distinguish what they're feeling? Have you heard any feedback about that? So occasionally, like um, I've heard of, you know, uh, an expectant parent basically saying that, I think it's with anterior placenta. I was just going to say, I'm yes. wondering about that because mm -hmm. I, I, literally in my head as you're talking, I'm like, well, yeah. I hear an anterior placenta, you can't feel as much, but it's on the inside. The placenta's on the front, but they're still feeling their baby. So shouldn't yes. they still feel to the left and right? So uh, yeah, I was wondering how is that accounted for when they're asked to uh, be aware of movement? So that, you know, when that happens, we do advise, you know, not being clinicians, uh, we do advise that a mom uh, or expected parent talk to their provider um, about ways to detect movement. And from what I understand, sometimes further along in pregnancy, it gets a little better. That's okay. just been some feedback I've, I've heard. Mm -hmm. um, but we do advise that, you know, an expectant parent really have that conversation with their provider um, on how they're going to be able to you know, track their baby. Okay. That's really important. Yeah. From a personal standpoint, when you're thinking about your involvement with Count the Kicks, I'm just imagining that you're incredibly proud of the work based on the reason that you ended up at Count the Kicks. What are your thoughts on that? You know, it's, I've, I, <laughs> 13 years uh, in and having just, you know, a week of reflection with, you know, having had Zach's birthday. Um, I feel like my son is a gift. Uh, I feel very blessed to be his mother. And I feel that this work is my calling. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do, I do feel blessed that I'm able to do it. I mean, it comes from great heartache, um, but it is a lifelong commitment at this point <laughs> to do what I can to improve birth outcomes. Do you feel, and you can always tell me, you know, this is too personal, but for those that have suffered loss as also a parent that had suffered loss, and again, reflecting since it was just your son's birthday recently, do you have anything you can offer to those parents as they're working through this? Oh, well, I know those first, those first years are just really dark. Um, I think that trying to find some sort of purpose for yourself trying to honor your baby, um, there could be light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, we know it's never going to get better. That that heartache and that loss is always there. Um, however, I do feel that there's ways to kind of focus on the light. And that's 
that's why, you know, aligning with Count the Kicks and Healthy Birthday, which is the 501c that created Count the Kicks, you know, the original founders, they really focus on the light and how can, how can we essentially make lemonade with these lemons, right? Like, and, and how can we make things better for people? And I think it's just maybe finding that for yourself, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. It could be very private for yourself. It doesn't have to be big or grandiose. Um, but finding something that honors your baby, honors your connection to them, I think does help, you know, um, and, and I've also, I don't know where people stand with faith and I, I can never, I don't want to presume, but you know, whatever, if there's a, if there's any type of faith in your life, I do feel that faith also, um, can help with the healing a little bit. It's mm-hmm. helped me. So, Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, if you would like to offer one final tip or piece of advice for new and expectant parents, we're going to be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back. And gosh, I feel like you have so much wisdom from your own personal experience, your involvement in Count the Kicks. Um where, what would you like to offer new and expectant parents? I would say just really listen to your gut and know that you have the power to advocate for yourself and your baby. If you're with a provider that you're not feeling seen or heard um, and you're being dismissed, it's okay to move on and find somebody that will listen to you. They are out there. <laughs> um, so really it's just, I think, I think our intuition starts when they're in the womb. And I think listening to your gut, honoring yourself and honoring what you need. Mm. I feel like that is a message. Every I hear it from doulas. I hear from childbirth educators. And I, I'm loving that you are also saying this because as those birthing, as the parent to this baby, you know more than anyone else our instincts our connection is so deep and the how we're treated during pregnancy and birth is really felt and really is important that people are treated well so thank you for yes. reiterating this very important message where can people find the count to kicks app and where can people find it in general if they want to again i will make sure we we link to it but there's just such great research there where can people find all of this so you know the app can be found in um the and I'm, I'm when it comes to technology, I don't always say the right words. My my 15 year old calls me a boomer, um, <laughs> but the, it can be found for iPhone in the App Store, and then on your Droid or Android phone. Um, we also have a web based version. 
So maybe people don't have a smartphone. We also have paper charts that people can can print oh. up if they don't have the best Wi-Fi. Uh, we also have these new kit counting bracelets that we're working with, hopefully getting more funding for. So if a you know if an expectant parent lives in an area where there just isn't access to Wi-Fi, they have these wristbands that can help them keep, keep track. So oh, if I you love go, that. <laughs> yes, it's a it's wonderful, especially you know with a lot of there's a lot of rural health issues right now. So yeah. That's perfect for the rural health and, you know, not having access uh, like the average person does. So um, there's a lot of great information on our website, www.countthekicks.org. You can also find information about the app there. You can find uh, the kit counting paper charts. There's the web-based version of the app. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Oh gosh, I, I didn't see you on TikTok. I'll make sure I look. I'm new I don't. I, I don't know how to. I don't really understand TikTok, but I know that we're on there. <laughs> so. All right, I'm brand new to it myself, so I will definitely okay. take a look at that. I want to just thank you for providing this information because when we think about how many people get ultrasounds and all these kind of, you know, more expensive things coming back to ourselves and listening to our bodies for simply counting the kicks of your baby. What an amazing low-tech, always available option that you're yes. putting forth as a preventative way. I, I'm so appreciative. And again, I want to thank you for sharing your personal story. Well, thank you, Deb. It was really an honor to, to be here today and talk with the, talk with you about this because you know, that is our mission. We want to get the message out loud and clear and consistent. So um, we're just really happy to be able to do this work and, and help people. Thank you so much. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.